also like to express my Anumotana to everyone who has helped out with the visit of Ajahn X. We actually had some uh, remarkable outings. The first outing we had planned for Wednesday, and we were sitting here Wednesday morning, and the, the alms offering was meant to be like picnic downer, alms offering at New Farm Park. And I was checking the weather report in the morning, and it said 100% likelihood of showers, uh, rain, possibly heavy falls, possible thunderstorm, basically a washout all day. But as everything was set up and people were already you know, preparing to go to New Farm Park, we couldn't really change it. So we drove out last Wednesday into the rain. And once we arrived at uh, UQ, University of Queensland, at about nine o'clock to catch the city cat, the ferry along the river, there was no more rain. And when we got out of the car, I could already see in a patch of blue sky. And then the sun started coming out. And then we took Ajahn X on the city cat because it's a beautiful way to see the whole city. If you're not from Brisbane, the Brisbane River meanders all around the city center and the suburbs. And the catamaran city cat, and as part of public transport, is not very expensive. And one can stand right in front, and it's like in a kind of little uh, river cruise through Brisbane. And it's a very attractive way, particularly for a monk, to see the city, because you're almost like in nature, you're still in the river, on the river but you actually see the city. And as we were going along on the city cat, I started regretting that I didn't bring my little sun hat and I didn't bring my sunglasses because by now the sun had come out and it was getting warm and blinding. And then we arrived at New Farm Park and I was very impressed that we may have had about a dozen people who were happy to come out and offer food, although the weather report had given a 100% likelihood of showers and rain. And all those who were courageous coming out for that were rewarded because they were also ending up sitting there in the sun and eating. We continued walking Along the river bank, they have developed that very nicely now, and often for long stretches, you can actually now walk along the Brisbane River. Uh, beautiful views, very natural vegetation. So we continued for walking along the river from New Farm Park to Newstead House. And again, not a single drop of rain the whole time. And then we had a third little park, Woma Street Parklands, where we left at about 3 p.m. Uh, back to the monastery. So we had an outing for some six hours on a day with 
100% likelihood of showers and rain, possible heavy falls. Dana out in the open, just on these metal trees which Brisbane Council provides there and just sitting under the beautiful large trees, but in the open, not a single drop of rain for six hours. And a big anumodana to those who came out because they could not possibly know that the weather would be so beautiful. Our second outing was planned on Friday and we went down to the Gold Coast. We wanted to show Ajahn X near the ocean And the weather report for Friday ended up being even worse than the one for Wednesday. In fact, uh, yesterday I went that uh, Friday, six in the morning, until Saturday, six in the morning, for this 24-hour period, that was the heaviest rainfall in Brisbane for 40 years or something. Apparently there came some 200 millimeters of rain down in Brisbane on these 24 hours on Friday. And we had our outing uh, again eating in the open at uh, Fingalhead, just south of the Gold Coast. Just close to Kulangata, we had to cross into New South Wales across the border. And the amazing things, we didn't have much sunshine, but again, we had about four hours for the meal, Fingal, and then a nice long beach walk, where we were virtually the only people. I really love that about Australia. You can have, can have a whole beach for yourself. It's particularly nice for a Buddhist monk because it's not really suitable if you have all kinds of people in bikinis, uh, not really suitable for a monk to walk there. But in Australia it's actually possible. You can walk along a beach for an hour and you don't meet in a single person. And it was like that on Friday because with the weather report I think no one was keen to go to the beach. But although we didn't get any much sun, there was not, not a drop of rain, really. Very windy. Adran X really loved it. He said he has never seen the ocean when it's stormy and when you have got these big waves. And again, big Anumodana to the few people who came out and uh, prepared and offered the alms food for the monks on that outing. Yesterday we were getting worried if we get Ajahn X to the airport. Quite a few people still got through because this is the only day on the weekend where Ajahn X was available and he came last week Sunday evening and 
during the week those who are working often don't have much opportunity so I think uh, a lot of people had planned to see Ajahn X on Saturday, yesterday but in the morning all the access roads coming from Ipswich side were already underwater college crossing Colo Bridge, Colo Road and uh, even the Via, Mount Crosby Via, that is usually the last one for everyone to know if you come from Ipswich, the Via is usually the last one where you can still get across. But that was already blocked. But via Kenmore and along Mount Crosby Road from the west, western suburbs, the people still got through. So we had a couple of people joining the refuge and precept session. And we had a couple of people here for the alms offering. In fact, uh, Khan and his wife, they mentioned that they spent uh, five hours to get to Damagibi. Uh, amazing commitment. They wanted to come for the precept session. And then they got stuck you know, on the Ipswich side and they tried everything and then they had to drive in a huge detour and then they finally managed to come in via Kenmore and they managed to come for the Dana. Another lady also turned up just for the blessing. She also tried from Ipswich and then she had to back out and going a huge detour via Kenmore and then she made it just for the blessing. So big Anamodana for that uh, incredible dedication. We had a lift arranged, T and Jeffrey in the afternoon. But I was getting concerned. Now only Mount Crosby Road open now. And there's a Colo Creek. And if it rains like this, uh, it often floods Mount Crosby Road as well. And then we would be stuck. There would be no access then to Mount Crosby and Kawana Downs, the suburbs here, completely cut off. But I still had the number from Queensland Emergency Services from this helicopter pilot who used to be training on Lake Manchester. We had contacted him because it was really loud when they did the training. And he was very kind. He actually, after I mentioned to him that we are actually living on that hill, he came out and had a look and he immediately understood that when the chopper is flying for a few hours over Lake Manchester to train uh, emergency rescue operations, it is very loud for the monks. And uh, he explained that they don't have too many options and they have to be careful not to use too much petrol that they have enough time they can go only very close that they have enough time for training but then he would very kindly uh, send us a message before they would fly out that we would know at least that there's this loud noise on that day so I still had his number and I called him on Saturday morning being concerned that no car can get in anymore and it was very important for Buddha Bodhivana to have Ajahn X back today on Sunday because Ajahn Kalyana would be gone to Adelaide. And I asked him whether he could fly in maybe and get Ajahn X out. 
but the high wing, his helicopter is $11,000 an hour. So it's a little bit beyond our budget. And then I called the guy who had a kind of helicopter company just right next to my kuti, actually the next neighbor to the kuti where I'm staying, down the hill. He used to have a little helicopter just in the shed. And he was running this company offering helicopter tours. But when I called there, they had retired and someone else had taken over the company, which is quite nice. So we don't have this little helicopter flying around anymore over the goodies. And they told me that uh, with the weather and very low clouds and foggy, uh, the helicopters are not allowed to start anyhow. But fortunately, we were lucky again and uh, T and Jeffrey could still get Ajahn X to the airport. So to me, one symbol which we can use, and there's some symbolical meaning, even if the weather report is really bad, even if our mind is really down, because I think we all know that situation, that it's raining inside, clouds and fog, and the heart is dark and rainy, and it looks like you know, we will be sad and we will never be happy again. We may be you know, melancholic, even getting depressed. Not to fully believe in the weather report, but to have faith in the power of Dhamma. And those you know, who came via Kenmore for the alms offering yesterday, they still made it. The lift to the airport, they still made it. And then the two outings, and even the outings when Brisbane had the heaviest rainfall for 40 years, some 200 millimeters, and we were just 60 kilometers down the coast, at the Gold Coast, and we had uh, five hours without rain. So similar, if our mind is really down, it's raining, we feel sad, if we have the confidence and the faith and the determination and we practice the Dhamma, we do the chanting, we listen to a good Dhamma talk, we sit down and radiate loving-kindness, or we reflect on our generosity, or we reflect on outstanding Kuba Ajans, we had the good karma of meeting, and then suddenly, even though the weather report looked very bad, and we were thinking, I will never be happy again, and suddenly, with the power of Dhamma, the sun can come out and the mind can come bright and happy again. And I think everyone who has practiced meditation for a longer time 
I said this experience, the one is sitting, trying to meditate, but we are just tired, demotivated, frustrated, a little bit depressed, having the blues. And the weather report, now our internal prediction, our internal perception is like, oh, impossible, I can't really meditate, my mind is too dark. And then if we have the faith and if we continue, if we persevere against all odds, suddenly the mind turns bright. And you start off and you think, I can't meditate anymore at all and my mind is just a mess. And suddenly something flips and bang, and the mind is bright and radiant and you have a really good meditation. Just like all those on Wednesday, Friday, yesterday, even with this exceedingly bad weather report, and day by day it was actually getting worse. I was getting already worried with the weather report on the weekend, last weekend, and I thought, oh dear, and with our outings, and, and then it was getting worse day by day. But we decided, okay, we just go out. And on Wednesday, I really regretted not bringing my sun hat and my sunglasses. It was so nice. So please never give up. Never buy into the weather report in your mind. Particularly when people get really depressed, the depressive disorder, one of the most pernicious things is this perception, this conviction, I can never be happy again. This is what makes depression so unbearable. Anyone who is really in depression, they always think, this cannot possibly change. I'll be miserable for the rest of eternity. Which of course is impossible. But this is how it feels like. But we should never believe that. We should ever always challenge that. We should never give in to this conviction. We should remind ourselves that everything is impermanent and even the deepest low cannot last forever in our heart. And often if we have faith in the Dhamma and we go ahead, even if it's dark and rainy and we feel tired and exhausted, we go ahead and then somehow the power of the Dhamma can uplift our mind and there may be sunshine, there may be brightness and you're radiant again. As an ex mentioned as a kid, he wanted to become a pilot had plans of becoming an airline pilot of a plane aircraft and I think uh, nowadays most people would have had not piloting a plane but as passengers we all have this experience 
And you may have noticed, even if you start in miserable weather, now the plane is taking off in heavy rain, even in a thunderstorm, it's dark and gray and completely overcast with a dark gray sky. Now once they go up to 10,000, 11,000 meters, now they are beyond the cloud layer. And it's actually in a completely blue sky, sun. And it's sometimes difficult to believe if you experience that. I remember often flying back to Germany. You're flying there above the clouds and from the top the clouds look very beautiful, and a beautiful white. And then the sky completely blue, the sun shining. And then you come down the Frankfurt airport and goes through the cloud layer and then the classic you know, overcast weather once you're on the ground. But again, this is a good symbol. Even in the most miserable weather, and right now it's really pouring buckets down again. Looking out here through our six-meter bifold door pouring down and quite dark, fully overcast. But doesn't mean that the sun has vanished. If you go up to 10,000 meters above the cloud layer, now the blue sky is there and the sun is shining. It's the end of February in Queensland, the sun is actually very powerful. It's only the clouds now obscuring that. But the sun is there. And if you only can go up, can be less than 10,000 meters, and just three, 4,000 meters may be enough. And you're above the cloud layer, and the sun is bright. And it's exactly the same in our mind. If the mind feels dark and miserable or angry, depressed, overwhelmed by desire or defilements, kilesas, this is just like the cloud layers. But the brightness is inherently there in the mind, is only obscured. Babhasarang idang bhikkave chitang. The Buddha said, now the mind is uh, radiant. The default position of the mind is basically samadhi. The bliss and radiance is the default of the mind. But it is obscured, it is darkened by defilements which have come in. but they're only obscuring the natural radiance of samadhi. You don't even have to generate or create that radiance. We only have to kind of remove the defilements. We only have to raise the mind above the cloud layer. We have to raise the mind above central desire, above evil, aversion, depression, anxiety, fear, 
And the moment we raise the mind above that, then all the radiance is already there. I find that now a very inspiring reflection. If one ever feels it's so difficult to meditate, to remind oneself that you know, the brightness and the sun is there is only obscured. So we only have to get through the defilements, we only have to part and separate the defilements and weaken them and subdue them and then the radiance never naturally manifest. So please never get discouraged if your internal weather report looks very bad, because it's just as unreliable as our external weather report. So many people complain that the weather report is often wrong. But how often is your internal weather report correct? I'm no good, I can't do it. Now this is a kind of internal weather report that is often quite incorrect. And depending on our mood and all kinds of conditioning processes. So we shouldn't easily believe all these ideas we have of superiority, inferiority, I'm better, I'm equal, I'm worse. I can't meditate, or maybe the opposite, no? going on a retreat and having it all worked out. First day, Kanaka Samadhi, second day, Upachava Samadhi, third day, first jhana, and so on, and then you're enlightened on day 10 of your retreat. This is another weather report prediction. You may have noticed it often doesn't turn out doesn't turn out like you predicted. So it's important not to buy into that, but instead not to have faith in Dhamma. And if you really have faith and conviction and resolution and determination, and we do what is good, what is in line with Dhamma, we try to develop precepts even if it's difficult. We practice generosity even if there are obstructions. We restrain our sense doors even if everything looks so alluring and so attractive. We restrain and guard the doors of the senses. We develop samadhi and vipassana. We develop samatha and insight and wisdom, even if the mind is unruly, you make that effort and often you are rewarded. And against all expectations, and just like these outings, five hours hanging out near Kulangata at the beach without rain, and Brisbane was receiving 200 millimeters on the same day. And it's possible. And similar, your mind, if you think now, oh, if 
bad karma, I can't do it, whatever. And then you still go ahead. And you call on the forces of goodness. You trust and rely on the Buddha. You remember the great Kuba Ajans. And suddenly your mind is in beautiful, sunny weather and this bright and radiant. Is there any comments or questions either on the podcast or on the YouTube? Anything you like to comment? Anything there, Pan? Or? Glad that it was helpful. But I was really uplifted by these two outings. I couldn't believe it. Now, the first one was already exceptional, but then particular on Friday. Well, it's even more inspiring if you ever see that in your mind. Now, this is why Ajahn Shah, for example, and I had this regular practice on the one power on the uh, moon days about once a week, the full moon, new moon, quarter moons, that the monks had to sit in meditation all night. And usually you know, you're just very tired. You, know, you try, but you get tired, and you, know, you can see they're all sitting there, nodding, and then getting up, trying to walk. But then very amazingly, occasionally, Although the mind is so tired, and then suddenly something flips and you get really good meditation. Or suddenly you know, at two or three in the morning and suddenly you're bright awake. Or suddenly the next day, although you didn't sleep or you slept just an hour or two due to that great effort, then suddenly you're bright the next day. Now that is all possible. It's really important to call the bluff of Mawa and not to buy into these weather reports. Often it's Mawa sending you the weather report. You want to do something really good, and you want to meditate now for hours in the evening, and then Mawa is sending this weather report, and don't even try, it will just be raining, and no point, and we'll be flooding, we'll be miserable. So you're sitting there and you think, oh, I want to meditate, but it doesn't really work, my mind is not in a good shape, I try another time. Don't believe in it. Rely on Dhamma, rely on the Buddha and the Triple Gem and give it a try. And I can't guarantee you, of course, that that always works. <laughs> Sometimes you may go out with a weather report, you may be standing there in the rain, so better take an umbrella. But, uh, I'm sure if people try that consistently, you will be sometimes surprised how against all odds the Dhamma can triumph and your mind will make really good progress in that moment. Okay, thank you for your patience in listening and Anumodana once again to everyone who contributed and particularly all the courageous ones who didn't get put off by the worst weather we apparently had in 40 years, or at least since the last big flooding in 2011. Much appreciated 
and I'll see you again at uh, 3 p.m. <laughs>